This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Always forget my microphone. Three, two, one. Happy summertime, Murder Chronicles Nation. There's a little thing I do with my children when, uh, when I see them when they're going out the door to camp every morning. I go for a low high five and say two for summertime. And you go, double clap. So give me two for summertime, Carolyn. Two for summertime. Come on. There we go. All right. <laughs> no, two. Gonna, like, like ten. No, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, you can't stop this. It's you two can't for summertime. Stop two for summertime. What this is. Welcome back, Murder Chronicles Nation, to another bonus episode of the million download podcast, The Murder Chronicles. I'm still uh taking a little victory lap about that because I'm just so jazzed about it. Congratulations again. Uh, with me, as always, the great Carolyn Osorio. Like I always say, we don't deserve her, but yet she graces us with her presence every week. You know Carolyn- what's so funny is I've thought about this many times. Like if I started gushing over you the way that you gush over me in the beginning, I wouldn't, you would probably you true. would probably just welt into a, like a like some kind of, I don't know. No, I would <laughs> accuse you of being a, a, a filthy liar. Okay, that's a filthy, a filthy liar. Yes, um, like I don't think I warrant a filthy. <laughs> well, you don't know any better, but that's oh what it would be. That's exactly what it would be. Because so, you can't take a compliment. Wait, just, this is no. Fun. Just, He's like, be, okay, Brandon's be. crossing his arms. No, because I'm ready I, to I, work. I'm ready to work, and all you want to do is and fight. I'm I like, I, I feel like this is something that is is like. We need to talk about here. I don't want to fight, Carolyn. I'd rather work. Okay. Thank you. So <laughs> the sanitarium. Um, this is very, this was a super, super cool uh, episode because it, it it checked a lot of boxes for me. First of all, the absurdity of, of this kind of quack medicine. Okay. That unfortunately persists to this day. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> and and the idea of of the sanitarium, which was born from the tuberculosis, you know, kind of epidemic, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just remember, you know, watching the movie Tombstone and that Doc Holliday died at a sanitarium in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And then, you know, about a year later, I was in Glenwood Springs. I went, oh, it's beautiful. That would be a cool place to die if you have a ravaging lung disease. Um, and then... <laughs> what wonderful thoughts go through your mind when you're in nature, Brandon. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And then, uh, and then I was just watching a movie last night um another western uh 310 to yuma the most recent one with uh christian bale um where the big reveal at one not the big reveal but one of the reveals at the end is why christian bale kept his family on a on a on a you know failing ranch in the southwest um was because his youngest child had tuberculosis and would die unless he lived in a dry climate and I went oh and that made Russell Crowe like respect him and like, okay, I'm not going to kill this guy. Um, so wherever there, the but and, and the moral of these stories is that wherever there is a public like need that can be exploited, in come the grifters. Absolutely. In yes. Come yes. Grifters, you know? Right. And just the people, the wealthy people who have so much money that they are like hook, line and sinker, you know, it's not just the grifters. It's the people who are buying what they're selling. There's always those people that are going to be doing that. Yeah. That that want to believe. And, and, and it's, and it's exploiting a real, a a weakness, right. And, and a, uh, a desire for, for, to be healthy. You know, I was, I'm a victim. I'm a victim of a charlatan. I'll explain to you in a minute, but go ahead. Well, I think I wanted to like really set up the the family history with the all the death in their family. This is yeah. how this happens where you become obsessed with health. It's, it's when, from desperation. It's from desperation and fear. And and like you could you, it totally makes sense. Now, I don't know if that's what happened, but I don't think you need to be a psychologist to think, yeah, you want your dad die, you want your mom die, you'd watch two sisters die fever yeah right that you're for your health and you just want to prolong your health for me it was even more insidious because it was about my my daughter my daughter when she was two okay um was vomiting every day like crazy and couldn't stop it she was down to like 19 pounds distended belly it was the worst period of my life we couldn't get a diagnosis right we had no idea what the fuck was going on with her and uh going broke on specialists like seeing every doctor in LA no one could figure it out okay brutal and i was at my wits end and a woman down in santa monica uh was recommended a doctor right and i was like okay he had a lot lot of weird letters after her name and neither of them were m or d okay so she was a quote doctor okay mm-hmm. Which she wasn't even a quote. There was nothing you know, there. Right? It was there was some weird, you know, weird. It, there was something like da, 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 like after her name, right? That made I it, get it. I I get it. Made it look <laughs> legit. Sitting in the waiting room, right, with my wife and my daughter, and uh, and Cindy Crawford is sitting there, right. And as a Gen Xer, I went, okay, well, this is legit. Cindy Crawford's here, <laughs> of course, right? Of course. Go into this into this woman's office. And and I can't believe I fucking fell for it. But this is how desperate my wife and I were for some diagnosis, for some kind of, uh, because we had an MRI scheduled for like Christmas Day for a for a brain scan because I thought it was a fucking brain cancer. Right? I mean, it was the worst. Like I said, the worst time of my life. And so we walk into this woman's office, 
And she goes, all right, uh, some background. And, and, she, and she says this. She actually said this. Hmm. Did she fall as an infant? And I went, yes. Because she fell out of the stroller once. What fucking baby didn't fall down at some point in their infancy, right? It was such a loaded, like, carnival barker, charlatan fucking question, okay? I'm like, yes. And the woman goes, well, what happened was it made her, it knocked her internal organs out of whack. I'm like, oh. Oh, my gosh. So you really connected with this episode. Oh, to- that totally makes sense. Can you fix her? The woman goes, yes, I can fix her. I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to lay hands and I'm going to, I went, and, and and I'm. What just, did you say? I I, well, I can't even. Here's the thing. I can't even. Carolyn, I can't even. Well, I don't even know she's what you're so going to say. She's so confident, and I'm so desperate for an answer. I went fucking do your thing. Go, go. So she did something on my kid's belly, and then she's like, "All right, I need to draw blood," which was the worst. We had there were so many blood draws, and for a two year old who doesn't fucking get it, and I have to pin her down. It was awful. Okay, and she goes, and we're going to uh, get a full workup of food sensitivities I'm like okay now i want to punch someone in the face when i hear that right um and we'll and we'll send you the bag you know three thousand dollars please okay awesome great thank you about th- two weeks three weeks later we get the whole breakdown of foods to avoid and it was avoid all like vegetables and avoid dairy and all that and like heavy on breads and grains and all of that and she got fucking worse a lot worse And then finally, finally, there was one doctor that our pediatrician said, stay away from this woman is a pediatric gastro, but she's so, she over tests. She's so invasive. Like, don't go to her. I'm like, that's all, that's all that's left. So we go. And and yes, this woman ordered a million tests, but one of them that she ordered was a test for celiac disease. I was going to say celiac. It was a fucking $200 blood test. And she was off the charts for celiac. There's five markers for celiac. If you, Which if you those hit, carbs probably if just you hit three of the markers, if you hit three of the markers, you have celiac. And my daughter hit all five, hit five. Okay. That's why it was so difficult to diagnose. She was the first infant in like LA, the annals of LA County fucking medical history that presented with vomiting instead of diarrhea, because it was such a, such an extreme case that none of that gluten even got past her stomach, which wound up being the saving grace because it didn't get how in- long from when the vomiting started happening. So you got the, how, how much? Six months felt like 60 fucking years. Six oh months. Oh my God. Yeah, so it was, it was triggered oh. by a virus that kind of, I, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so believe it or not, but that, so I might be explaining it wrong, but it's a, it's a genetic, uh, it's a genetic disease that was in her genetic code from when she was born, but it was kind of the doctors had turned on when she got a specific virus when she was a kid. And so mm-hmm. for the first two years, she wasn't susceptible or whatever, wasn't celiac, but then she suddenly was very much so. And so everything about that fucking quack doctor in Santa Monica was obviously bullshit, including all the blood work and all that bullshit muscle testing and all of that nonsense, because what came back was the exact opposite of what you should. I know. I know. Yeah. You know what? You have to have so much compassion knowing what you just, the story that you just shared with like, you have to remember how desperate you were in, you know, I can, I can, I can see it on your face. I could see it just like you were there again. Like you, you're never going to forget what that felt like. And that's what, these are the people that 
these charlatans go after because you're so desperate. Yep. Oh my gosh. So it struck a nerve and now I'm, I'm kind of um, an unofficial uh, get in your face when someone tries to, to let me to, to, to convince me, Oh, well maybe you were at the run. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe it's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Why do you feel the need to convince people? I don't get that still. Because with in 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 with in in that sense, it's it's harmful. In that sense, it's harmful. Years before that, um, when my wife's mother was dying and she suddenly kind of developed these massive anxiety attacks. Okay. Um, and she has a friend, I won't say her name because I love her, but she's a fucking two thirds of a whack job, this woman. Okay. And believes in a lot of this nonsense. Okay. Uh, convinced my wife to go see one of these bullshit quacks. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it was during the swine flu epidemic. Okay. And this woman did like some weird, hold this in your hand and let's see if it affects your muscle then your arm and all that shit. And told my lovely, you know, kind of wounded emotionally wife uh, that she had swine flu. Right. When why she, was your when wife going didn't. for? I know, but why was I get that? But but yeah. why was your wife going to someone when it was about her mom? Uh because her friend, her best friend, said this woman will help you. Okay. Because your mom, because your wife was stressed out because of everything stressed that was going so on. Much. Right, stressed out like crazy. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's just one of those one of those things that. Uh, I mean, I think that that just shows like anybody, and we've talked about this before. Like anybody is susceptible to this, Brandon. You know, not me anymore. And that that's not true. I I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't I don't believe that. It is if true. Your children, your wife, your loved one, and there was no hope. You would totally be going back to that one lady and just being like, "Hey, is Cindy Crawford here?" You need to talk would, to her. I would not, I, I would never, I, I would, I would never, I would never, because uh, several things happened to crystallize kind of my resolve with regard to alternative medicine. Okay. Several things kind of happened in a row. All right. Mm -hmm. And one of the big ones, believe it or not, was um, through a piece of entertainment. There's an Australian entertainer who I think, if not a genius, he at times is able to to tap into a genius kind of creative stream. And it's, it's a guy named Tim Minchin. He's, he's uh -huh. hilarious and he's a concert level pianist and he uses his powers for satirical fucking wonderment. Okay. And he wrote this like 14 minute. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. He wrote this 14 minute beat poem called storm, which everybody should listen to right fucking now. Tim Minchin. Did you ever movie so i married an axe murderer yeah of course 1991 what man you know when he's on stage harriet harriet right yeah <laughs> of course he's a fucking he's amazing but um all you have to do is look up the definition of alternative medicine and it just means not proven to be efficient or or uh, uh, not proven to be effective or already proven to be not effective like that's it. So when anyone just, I mean, you're not convincing me because no, I, I know, but, but so but I know that like, right. I guess my feeling is, is that <clears throat> I can, I have such compassion for people 
who get roped into this. And yes. I, and I think that, um, and then, and I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but then the next thing that I was going to say on my, on my path to, 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 you know, the truth was Carl Sagan or Carl Sagan quote mm-hmm. that, 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 that is the counter to what you're saying. Like I understand and I have compassion for people who are in such desperate need of, of some kind of answer. And Carl Sagan would say, I will opt for the hard truth over a reassuring fable every, every day of the week. Just give mm-hmm. me the, give me I, what's, what, what is the truth? And I'll fucking deal with it. Right. But don't tell me that there's some miracle cure out there that for no, some but, okay, reason. So you don't need that. Whatever, so yeah. You don't need that, but other people do. Other people do. And I wouldn't deprive yeah. them even of even, that. Really? You wouldn't deprive them of it. Even if you know that it's false hope and something that's not going to help them when maybe something that's that, that maybe there's something that is, or maybe there I isn't just, an answer and enjoy the time that you have left. You know, I think it really depends on the person. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it really depends on the person, you know? I, and I think that, you know, I always take something with like context is everything. Who is this person? Who am I dealing with? You know, I'll say things to people that I don't believe, but I know they believe and I wouldn't disrespect them to to say otherwise. And that would actually give them comfort. Right. And I would I would because because I just have too much respect for the, the you know, millions of years of evolution that led to the the miracle of the human brain. And if they're using it like the fucking dipshit, OK, then maybe they need a wake up call. Okay, because I just you know have. To- I think that you, you you think you're Mr. Hardcore, and I think that you are too. But I don't totally believe that okay. you're just like I. I just okay. don't. And maybe okay. I'm in denial. That's maybe, okay. Maybe I'm That's in denial, okay. and I need. I would be. Um, I don't know. I I just think that it's a case by case basis, and yeah. these these women who got under her spell, and you know, when you get under someone's spell like this, and they were looking That's for true. a mother. They were looking for a mother and, and that is so potent. That is so potent. I I agree. But what if they met someone instead who was like a kind neighbor? Okay. And was a motherly figure and didn't say, you know, here's a cure and and give me power of attorney and I'm going to wear your clothes and your jewelry and slowly kill you. Right. There's a, there's a version of this story that ends really, really well where they actually find a mother figure. Well, no, they had one, Margaret. Like, but you know, I mean, people yeah. have their journey. You know, I mean, yeah. people no, have their I, journey. I, I, and- people have their journey, and that journey is is most often, if it goes, if they're led astray, it's from an opportunistic piece of shit that sees an opening and will prey on someone's desperation. That and uh, we that, both agree on that. We both absolutely, absolutely agree yeah. on that. And absolutely. and I think that I just, I, I just, I have, I don't know. I guess I just don't feel like I need to. Um, shake somebody and say, "Hey, you're dumb. You need to listen to me." Evolution, you know, like science. I, I- <laughs> science. Listen, as as good as, as enjoyable as an all day enema sounds. Okay. Great, st- nice transition. I still, nice transition. I still don't think that Doctor Hazard was actually a doctor. Now, all right. So let's let's back up a little bit here. So early 1900s. Mm-hmm. fabulously wealthy sisters orphans mm-hmm. they're a little old to be called orphans right but they are technically technically i know technically right. they are 
and they were actually called spinsters, which is so messed up. It's oh, like yeah. spinsters. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah right. Way to label a woman. Totally. I, what is like the, the the male version of that? There's nothing. Bachelor, what? confirmed bachelor, is the male version of spinster. But okay, ma- I confirmed bachelor, confirmed. I think Clooney, spinster. <laughs> I think of this woman I used to live next to in Hollywood, right? With like 19 cats and wore the same cardigan every day, right? Like that's what I think of. Of course. I- that's why I take issue with the, the oh, word spinster. So obvious. As you totally should. Like nowadays, like back then, Jennifer Aniston would be considered a spinster, right? Because she she doesn't have a husband and children. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And it's so and shitty. Why are you smiling so because hard? It's hilarious. It's really, really hate. Because you Why? didn't use spinster in the episode, and you should have. No, I refuse. You I'm not going to do it. it I don't. I I don't want to do that. I can't mm. stand that word. I don't like that I word. Know, but it, it it would conjure up such beauty. You know, theater of the mind, Carolyn. That's what we're producing here. Theater of the mind. So no, I wish you. I'm would not have- gonna. I'm not gonna move that forward. I think that's okay. like awful. Um, I love the interview subject in this. Uh, and he said a really interesting thing that I, I, I jotted down quickly, but something about a day with a day with Venus. And oh, I knew. Yeah. As, as something as forever with Mercury. Forever with Mercury. Yeah. Like, like an Mercury. STD. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you hit that and then you're dealing with this for the rest of your right. life. But it's you feel OK, but you're dying <laughs> because you're dying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. So, so the, I mean, it was just hazard was, uh, is an interesting caricature of, um, the long con, you know, just really the long play, the long play and just, you know, it's like she cast a really wide net promoting her book. Right. And she knows that the people who are going to respond because it took a lot more. It's not just like clicking a like, like it is today. Like you have to write a letter, you have to mail, you have to get bummed whatever. And she's like, all right, these are the people that I could really start working on. I'm going to send them the book right away. Right. I'm going to invite them up here. Say, I have the cure. I have it. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. See, now I wonder, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but like for me, the way where my brain goes is, is she a sadomasochist? Because yes, it's the long, the long um, con, but it's also, you'd really have to enjoy that, you know, because how could you do it time and time and time and time again? And the people are begging for food and they're getting thinner and thinner and thinner. 
and it was like that comment about let me see your tongue and and like it's not clean you know yes, it just seemed breath. something what your breath must be sweet it's disgusting disgusting so well the opposite yeah. side of that is is there a version of this where she was a true believer where she actually thought she was helping well that's what i wonder too because she took her own cure right well she see because i'm i'm i one thing i know that i don't believe was that she was a murderer on purpose that she had the intent to murder people because dead people don't pay you Right. It's like drug dealers don't want people to OD like like shark, like uh, uh, loan sharks aren't going to go kill people that owe the money because dead men don't pay. Right. Like, I don't think she said she goes, I'm going to kill these bitches. No, no. I think she- I absolutely think she did, because once you have somebody signing over. Right. All then that's then- things. If she got all of her 14 alleged 14 victims to sign powers of attorney and and just relinquish all then fine yeah if i can get rid of them and then you could say oh they died during medical treatment you know they signed a fucking waiver whatever but i i, I still find it i i don't know if i fully believe that the intent was because that's that's some shit then 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 she's just a i think that that's because some shit slow, i think that time. there's something yeah. all right so you i think, think there was something going on with let's her say, let's hannibal lecter level like torture you know uh and reveling in it and enjoying it and being on a I think I think that's I think that that you hit the nose right well that that makes it really 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 dark yeah because did you if you do a google search on Dora Williamson and you look at what she looked like I mean it is like Auschwitz level shit right yes and I think that like people and it reminded me like how people when you're sick people do run from you. You know what I mean? Like when you see somebody that's visibly sick, like before everybody was wearing masks with uh, COVID, it's like when you saw someone wearing a mask, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that I am proud of this, but to be honest, like you kind of were like, what's going on with this person? Sure. No, I would avoid the, the, the nice uh, Chinese old ladies at the airport, you know, like, like 10 years ago when they were the only ones wearing masks. I'm like, okay. But just anybody, if you yeah. were seeing no, people that then, were no wearing masks. About. Like, I'm not making a joke. Like, back then, the only people I would ever see wearing masks in public were older Chinese women, like, at the airport. Okay? And I and was like, any, anytime you would see know someone. Right, or they know right, something. Right. Yeah. There, there's something. <laughs> they know something. Like, yeah. oh my God, are you thinking it's like the next p- pandemic when you see them? Yes. That 100%. I'm like, do they know? I know. I saw 12 Monkeys. That Remember the movie 12 Monkeys? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I, is she in a city where the 12 monkey shits happened, right? <laughs> you know what's crazy is that we're, my husband and I are watching, there's, I love Idris Alba. I don't oh, know. I mean, I, I absolutely, yeah, he's the best. He's All right, easy, easy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just have to explain this. So we're watching this new movie that hijacked. Is- right yeah and and i told my husband when i the way that he's clocking all these people on a plane like that's exactly i'm a nervous massively nervous flyer right so that's exactly what i do and i'm just looking for any clue to see what's what's happening and i'm not proud of it i'm just saying like i don't even know what i'm saying no my brother does the same thing (laughs) my brother does the same thing my brother, ever since 9-11, you know, my brother was supposed to die on 9-11. Did I ever tell you that story? 
No. He had, he had a flight on United 93. He had a ticket on United 93. He was living in San Francisco, visiting my mom in Jersey. Okay. No wonder he does that. Yeah. He had a ticket to fly home. And then the night before, on September 10th, obviously, he's at the shopping with my mom for groceries and runs into a buddy of his who had tickets to the Yankee game that night. He said, my brother's name is Blue. He goes, Blue, I got an extra ticket. You got to come to the Yankee game. He's like, all right, but I got to go home early. I'm, I'm flying back to San Francisco in the morning. <clears throat> so they go. Roger Clemens was supposed to be pitching for his 20th win in a row, which would have been a record, but it rained in New York the night before. The game got rained out. It was a Monday night. Okay. They come on the loudspeaker and they say, all right, uh, the makeup is going to be Thursday. So my brother's like, ah, fuck it. I'll stay a couple more days and see the and see Clemens pitch and didn't get on the plane. Isn't that fucking crazy. And so I wake now, up that one, morning. Which one was, which one was um, Shanksville, oh. where they took over the plane and fucking crashed it into the ground. I yeah. Know, which one? The one that is in Washington, D.C.? No, the one that went down in Pennsylvania where the passengers took control right. of the flight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Where the guy was like, let's roll. Let's that roll. One. The fucking let's roll flight. Yeah. And so I wake up that morning and my father was a United Airlines pilot in the air at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And United was targeted. So I wake up in the morning, all just fucking ooh, groggy in LA, like ooh, a dipshit actor. Right. And I look down at my desk. Okay, You look exactly the same. No. <laughs> As all of the news is, is being assaulted by all of the news. And I look down and, and I see blues flight info. UAL 93, Newark to San Francisco, just as that plane is crashing. So I think, uh-oh, right? And my dad's in the air. And, you know, so it was it was a really fucking- That's like way too close. It was crazy. Oh, it was fucking crazy. That and then you couldn't get a line in to anywhere on the East Coast. Everything was busy, like all the- But anyway, he finally answered the phone and, and it was it just, it was nuts. But so anyway, getting back to this. So, <clears throat> um, okay. You, you've convinced me that this woman was a psychopath and had murder on her mind, which makes it very, very dark for me. Um, uh, I was upset reading, listening uh, about a 30-minute enema, and then it just kept getting worse. No, till it was just a like, constant. And, and it's like you have, I, I mean, and there were things that I didn't even put in there. because Well, you like, said garden hose. I didn't say it. He said it. He said it, but I okay. mean, I, I, I cut out what he said. said at the end because he was like garden hose in the. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely truncated I, that line. Yeah. But it was, yes, uh, yes. God, it came across the, I knew what you were getting at. Um, and then. So something that you said that made me happy and then also made me think, um, that she claimed that she was a victim of bias towards natural remedies. Yeah. Okay. So I like that that bias existed even back then. I thought everyone was just really stupid back then and, yeah. and believed a lot of it. But the fact that there was at least a faction of the medical community that was pushing back against this kind of snake oil shit made me happy. But then I also went, okay, not that I think, listen, in a perfect world, do I want all of them to be out of business? Yes, but I'm not a fucking fascist. Okay. So I agree that they have the right to practice medicine and, or their version of it, as long as they're not hurting people. And if they're hurting people, then they should be exposed and they should be shut down. But if you're just going for a placebo effect, or if, you know, you're taking fucking supplements or, you know, 
I have had great chiropractors that also tried to push these fucking nonsense supplements on me, you know, and I went, no, thanks. It's all good. And then they try to do some weird, like infrared fucking, I'm like, no, just crack my neck, crack my back, make me go, oh, that feels a little and I'll leave. Right. That's it. But you, you hit the, the, the nail on the head is the placebo. And that's the part that I was trying to get to earlier, which is I absolutely believe in placebo. Like it's 50% as effective as, you know, drug makers really, if they can beat placebo, they've got a, they've got a winning drug. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we talked about this before the mash episode with, you know, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like some these, because placebo is so effective and if it does give someone comfort, especially if you have some like horrible, like diagnosis and it gives you comfort at night or whatever, so you can sleep. It's like, who are we to take that away from someone? But I absolutely agree with people can do what they want as long as they're not hurting other people. And that's where I take issue too. And clearly this, this woman was enjoyed and delighted in um, hurting other people because to see them as skeletons, not once, but like, I guess in that little that town, the people would take all these walks and they were literally like walking skeletons with like 70 pounds. And then I heard, did I hear you say 50 pounds? 50 pounds. That's yeah, your yeah, bones 50. and your organs. It Absolutely. And her sister You're just scared. didn't, wasn't able to make it that long, you know? That's just, okay. Um, so the history of sanitariums is actually kind of interesting um, because at first it was just climate related, you know, climate and diet and, and exercise and uh, you know, like mineral baths and like that's what in Colorado, a lot of hot springs and that and sulfur springs and shit where, you know, kind of. Restrict- and that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff works yeah. like uh, Franklin FDR, you yeah, know, Georgia, he have warm springs and he, Georgia, yeah. he's healing, you know, I mean, I totally believe that works, you know? Yeah, well, you don't have to believe it because like it's there, like you're swimming, you're, it's a full body mm-hmm. exercise. And, and I, sorry, my cat just walked in the room. And so, so all of that, it's just when, when, you know, the bad actors show up and they're like, all right, here are a lot of people that are vulnerable. And I'm and I'm gonna uh, see if I can kill some people and make some money. Right? Yeah. Well, and, so- and that was the thing with that husband of hers. Like he was like totally on board on board with all of it. And I think they had a really weird kind of deal, you know. Yeah, and and I found it very shocking that oh, that's why I wrote down that thing. Oh, I didn't. Was it 1911? No that you could do all of this stuff without a medical license. Like yeah. medical licensees weren't, weren't required. People were like grandfathered in because I think it was 1904 when they had the American medical association that basically was like, okay, we're going to have standards. This is what it is. But then everybody else that already had that, they got grandfathered in. That was very, um, that was, that was shocking to me that, you know, we had mastered powered manned flight, but we didn't have a regulated medical industry. Mm-hmm. I know that was that was kind of strange, and that the people got grandfathered in. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> you're grandfathered in <laughs> with, good. Your, with your with your yeah with your tincture. It's okay. 
tincture. <laughs> but then the other thing that shocked me in this was that in the 1900s, there were still fucking hard labor camps for women. Like she got sentenced to hard labor. Know, right. Holy yeah. Shit, what the fuck is that about? But you know, what's so weird is that she had her, the people who loved her, like she was hated yeah, by men. Cult, she cult. had the people that supported her and like all the, the fasting specialists and the gurus of the fasting world came and supported her. And it was like, she had the perfect alibis or I don't know if it's an alibi, but like, Hey, they were really sick when they came to me. Yeah, you know, not yeah, my fault because she performed all the autopsies. She oh. performed the autopsies and said the cause of manner of death. So you still, you really don't know why she was pardoned after two years? No, Mm-mm. she had some high flutin friends. For yeah, sure. that seems kind of fishy. She must have she had, had like sex pictures of the governor or something like that. I mean, I think that well, they in that book that I, uh, Greg Olson's Starvation Heights, there was a, there was a passage in there where these kids, because that once the place burned down in 1935, there were just, the lore was already there. And then just like, you know, people go there and, you know, creep themselves out and it's just become this place that people go to and, you know, haunted and all that. And these kids found this black and white picture of her naked with her going like this. Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, I bet you there was so much going on with this woman and her Samuel and yeah. just like oh, pictures. For, for the listeners out there, when Carolyn said going like this, she was doing the classic double guns <laughs> posing for like bodybuilders. Oh, and, and and now that now that you're showing me how it's done, thank yeah. you for that humble yeah. brag. There you go. Way to get that in there. Oh That's my right. god. Right. Didn't I didn't want to have to do that to everybody, but I, necessary. I, Oh. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, who, who knows what was going on there, but you know, she definitely was the dominatrix of that relationship for yeah. sure. There was a movie with, uh, <clears throat> Anthony Hopkins 20 something years ago about a sanitor- a sanitarium about people working at a sanitarium. And whenever I think about that, I don't know why, but I think about that that long canvas loop around your belly that vibrates, you know, for like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I think that that's what happens at sanitarium. I always think of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I mean, I love that book and I love that oh, movie. Right. Isn't that, that's, huh? that's a psych ward, right? That's the, that's but the, just when I hear the word sanitarium. Oh, see, I think yeah. I, I, I have a, it conjures a different image in me. It, it's because psych ward is like, you're, you can't leave. It's like a lockdown. Like you're yeah. sent there. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're a fucking lunatic where sanitarium is like, you know, I'm sick or I'm rich and, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to get away up in the mountain air and, you know, have, you know, essential oils and, you know, sublingual tinctures, like I mentioned and, <laughs> um, and just spend a lot of money. And your like, belly vibrating. I think of places like the, like the, like up in Mendocino or like the Pritikin longevity center or, you know, places like that you know, mm-hmm. that are like for rich people. Like <clears throat> I did a podcast with a guy who, um, you know, older, older gentleman uh, who just <laughs> such a, such a great guy, super talented uh, and, and wound up uh, later in life marrying very, 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 very well. Okay. Like, you know, super, super old, like European money 
right? And then finds himself doing stuff like like this, right? Like mm-hmm. it goes, oh, I'm up in the mountains for two weeks, you know, eating fucking moss and you know, and drinking boiled spring water and and bathing in sulfur baths, whatever. Like, I'll see you in two weeks and we'll get a pizza. I'm like, okay, great. Like that kind of shit, right? And so that's like these these places. Well, and I think that that's the that's the thing about what another difficulty with this case is that they didn't think they'd be able to get a conviction against her because the average person who would be on the jury just would not be able to relate to rich people starving themselves and paying a high price to do so. Right. Like right, but at some point when a person is begging for food and the person doesn't give that, give it to them. Like that's where culpability like comes into play. Right. Like that was my problem. Yeah. That was my problem with, uh, with into the wild. I read the book by crack hour, which was great. And then, and I normally love Sean Penn as a filmmaker, but it kind of his version of it had the the kid dying and like being accepting of it. And like, it's his journey where I'm like, that's kind of bullshit because I bet if that kid had a cell phone, he would have fucking called his mom and said, please come get me, you know? Yeah. I think that that's a hardcore kind of mentality that I don't, I totally. And so when these women were starving Mm -hmm. literally to death. Yeah one of them right uh and well, the, the one, other one not too far behind right and the woman did three persons like on purpose yeah and they got the conviction they got the conviction but i know that that you know in the book it really talked about how the only reason that even moved forward was because dora was wealthy and right. she and she leaned into the british government because they were british citizens and they were like hey like something needs to be done. And so all this pressure was put on um, King County, not Kitsap County, which was, you know, the country cousin to King County, which is Seattle. And so they didn't really want to prosecute it because she was so powerful and people were afraid of her. And, you know, her reach was immense. And so it would not, I don't think she would have been prosecuted were it not for Dora and her money. And they had to pay, at first they were going to have to pay for the prosecution. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. So so that's one of the things that they had to look at. Like, are people going to be able to relate to this sister who died? Because, you know, she could have eaten, but she was so under her spell that and, and obviously she broke out of it because I don't know how she got that cable out. But both of them would have died if she that's, hadn't. That's that's really interesting how, how that happened. Like, I'd love to know. Obviously, in her kind of protein deprived brain, she actually was able to have some coherent thought and and fire off a missive like a you know send lawyers guns and money kind of come help me well, she had to convince somebody of a member of the staff to do it somebody. yeah there was and some- that's another angle about this case the bystander right right like the, all these nurses were letting it happen and they were afraid like they were like you know the woman was read a murder yeah well i mean not really because she could have eaten and she chose not to like they tried to get her them to eat food and they're like no the treatment you know (laughs) jesus christ what the treatment well that's what it seemed like oh i know it's it's like it's a it's we haven't even really talked about it being a cult but it i I think it was oh i totally think it was and it's like the cult of personality the she exhibits I trust all you with my life. 
when that's what she was slowly robbing them of. Yeah. And it wasn't that slow. I mean, it, it takes like what, however many weeks to, you need food. Three weeks, right? Was it three minutes, three, uh, three days, three, three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the broth kept him alive longer than what would have, oh, you know, tomato water. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying, I definitely think this is a cult. I would totally oh, yeah. stock uh, this up as a cult. And she had the cult of personality. And, um, you know, I mean, but part of me feels like, and this is, I, I don't even like to, to say this because I, 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 this woman just, I, uh, but the, the machismo that she had to, I was thinking the balls on this woman, machismo, like what is the feminine word for her owning her own stuff and, and like, making her way in a man's world gravitas. and like gravitas and the the ability to back it up and to have men like kind of quake in their boots like that so appeals to me yeah. but it's like why did she have to do this you know she sh i wish she would have just been legit you know so what's great about confidence is you know i mean you can fake it no one can really tell the difference you know well there's the earned confidence True. that is yeah. what i admire yeah but just um, being able to steamroll people. I mean, people thought that she was like, not yeah. a witch, but just her confidence and her ability to sway people. At the end of the day, she's just, she's just a grifter murderer. That's it. Okay. All of this luster, all of this, everything. She's just a, a fucking charlatan. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. With, and how, how about, gosh, how smart it is. Keep your costs down. Your cure is to not eat anything. I, I know. It didn't cost her and a fucking she, thing. She didn't even use like real tomatoes. She used canned tomatoes. Like she didn't want them to know. She's like, these are from the hilltops of Switzerland in spring or no. summertime. You know what I mean, just that whole like she didn't want them to know that they were eating like canned tomatoes that probably had like strychnine, whatever that, oh my gosh. whatever that. What a great, I mean, that's like the precursor or maybe a, a, a version of what is it? Homeop homeopathy, where like you get the tiniest little bit of the medicine, the less of the medicine you get, the better. Like that's the whole philosophy of homeopathy. You know, that's kind mm -hmm. of what she was doing. Like, let's distill, let's give you as little of the tomato as possible, mostly water. <laughs> so you might get a touch of vitamin C to avoid scurvy. Like that's well, it. And here's Thing, the power of that that's another thing that she fed off of like imagine what that power felt like to her to know that people are starving and they're choosing not to eat at her say God so. complex right there yeah. right yes yeah. yes and she's feeding off of that she's gorging off of that wow and she's probably eating fucking three square meals a day just outside the door. Maybe they could smell. The well, no, I guess she had an incredible figure and she was like people. That was another thing, because, you know, when you have that kind of confidence and she's a presentation of of herself. OK, you said incredible figure. At the, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. OK, mm -hmm. uh. I, I see you, Brandon. I see you. I do. All right. Well, listen, I, I got to go, but this was, this was fun and educational. This was really educational and it was an interesting world 
that I loved. That we uh, don't want to be in. Yeah. No, but I, I just loved hearing about it and, and imagining it. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, everybody go listen to Tim Minchin. Everything that he does, especially Storm, M-I-N-C-H-I-N. I have no affiliation with him. I, I make no He's money. He's the Australian guy? He's the Australian guy. Just educate yourself. And it's so educate. It's so entertaining. He's 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 amazing. You'll see. He 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 paints a very odd uh, kind of personality, right? He, to to look at. Okay, he's he's. Or you can just go watch. So I married an axe murderer. It's part of his shtick, his his appearance. Um, but then when he opens his mouth and starts playing piano, and and his satirical genius is, uh, I'm telling you, it, 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 there's no better. So check it out. Um, all right, what do we got for next week? The um, the uh, prescription billionaire. Great. Could be a whack job. Great. I have, some interesting, I, I, I have some interesting things to add about about prescription medicine um, oh. and prescriptions in general. Something that I found that I learned recently that I find very interesting. But I'll save that till next week. So murder, excuse me, murder chronicles nation. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us today. Uh, goes without saying that we deeply appreciate your support of the show uh, to that end please consider supporting the great companies that support our show uh, without them we wouldn't be able to do it um, Carolyn again great job thank you very much anything you'd like to add thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and if you get a chance go rate and review we don't really know why it means so much but it does apparently so please do that we appreciate it. Yeah, there have been some great reviews lately. Uh, thank you. And some interesting ones from people who really don't like me. But that's okay. I like you anyway. And thank you for listening. Um, so we will catch up with you next week. Look forward to it. Until then, stay safe. Bye. The Murder Chronicles is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening.